When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Loma, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Keep those tweets coming at Pat Costello20 on uh, show suggestions. He wants them coming in. Uh, so the latest with Michigan. This is from Pete Thamel. And reminder, Michigan is in the top four in the college football playoff. It was announced on ESPN last night. It stays as is. Two things in terms of rankings stays as is this week. The Canny Power Rankings and the college football playoff, both same as the week before. No changes, no movement. Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, FSU 4. Now, what Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider Reporter, is, is reporting today, I will read the tweet at Pete Thamel. Sources, the Big Ten expects a response from Michigan on the notice of discipline by the end of the day on Wednesday. Don't expect any ruling by the, by the Big Ten on Wednesday, as they are expected to take time to absorb Michigan's response. Now, in this scenario, I think we are a little bit, I don't know if confused is the right word, but maybe more so curious as to what this means, what Michigan has information on relative to their penalty, if anything, and what the Big Ten slash NCAA is going to do with the response as if that should matter at all. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. If the Big Ten has enough information where they have to move and they have to punish Jim Harbaugh and Michigan right now, then why do you have to wait on their response for the allegations that have been made? That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Like You're having this conference call with all of the head coaches and the members of the Big Ten, and you don't want Jim Harbaugh on because you want to discuss what's going on, who knew what, and to the extent of uh, how that jeopardized the integrity in, of the game and what we're seeing as far as the product on the field is concerned. I, I just don't understand why you need to consult Michigan if, in fact, you do have enough evidence that warrants some type of suspension right now. Could it be to delay because they know Michigan is good and that this has eyeballs on the Big Ten and that Michigan could be in the college football playoff and that they're an earner? Could it be that they are doing something to further the process to satisfy the rest of the Big Ten who's banging the table saying you need to do something about this so seemingly they are moving the process forward while also still delaying but here's the thing. If you're going to delay, why put a deadline of today in terms of their response? Why not say we expect to hear from them in a week based on the notice that we sent them yesterday? Like I guess the whole point of it all, it feels like they want Michigan and Jim Harbaugh to be on board with whatever sanctions or whatever penalty that they levy. And, and to me, why should Michigan have a say in it if, it if it's so egregious that you have to do something to punish them in the first place? But, it, but Pete Thamel, the end of the tweet says they're expected to take time to absorb Michigan's response. That's so that, a good observation so by you because maybe that I is the delay. Yeah. delay. Because let's be honest, we know that this is a business and we know that Michigan is good for business. The Big Ten likely is thinking about the fact that they need a team in the playoff. It's good for business. And Michigan currently is their best option at getting that, that end result. So I don't know. I'm very jaded. I'm very cynical when it comes to the business of sports. And so this is the way that I take it, that maybe they're trying to delay this in order to 
push it down the road long enough where they can satisfy both avenues. So we walk into that path where a couple of things are happening here. CC has said from the beginning of this, we cannot operate penalty under gray area. Penalty yeah. needs to be deemed and determined based on black and white, not gray. We're currently still in gray area. I don't think that we have an answer on this. So then we go to guilty until proven innocent or innocent until proven guilty. We have taken the approach of innocent until proven guilty. When we have factual information or an agreed upon settlement, then penalty, if necessary, can take place. Stephen A. Smith yesterday on first take on ESPN 10 a.m. Eastern had this to say, which is a little bit counter to where we gone with this the michigan wolverines should be banned from the college football playoffs until the investigation is complete you do not get to go to the college football playoff and rob potentially another institution from getting one of those final four spots if it is open the, po- the, the possibility is open that you may have cheated to get your way there. The fact that, that is, the investigation is still open is nonsensical to me. It makes no sense. Expedite the process. Reach a conclusion. Tell me they didn't do it. I'm fine with it. Tell me there's not enough evidence to validate they did it. I'm fine. But as long as, is the, as the investigation is open, Shannon, there is no way on earth that you could have the Michigan Wolverines going to the college football playoff when it is possible that they may have had somebody working for them, traveling around the other schools, stealing signs, giving them an unfair advantage. Okay. CZ? But before we even go down that road, what's yeah. not plausible is that there's not enough evidence to do nothing. Because we've seen pictures of Connor Stallions on the sideline with Central Michigan gear on mm-hmm. at the Michigan State Central Michigan game, trying to steal signs. Well, We know that Connor Stallions was involved with the program. We know that there was enough evidence that warranted Connor Stallions resigning from his role as a staffer with Michigan. So not doing nothing is not an option for the Big Ten. I'm glad you brought that up. Just for clarification purposes, nobody has denied that that was him, right? No. He resigned. He resigned. No, I know, but I'm saying nobody has no. come out and said, no. okay, so no. keep no. going on that. Because no. that, that part no. is actually interesting, no. too. No. So there, there's something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. so that's not an option. That's not on the table for the Big Ten. So the conversation now is, well, how much did Jim Harbaugh know? How much did the higher-ups in the program know, the athletic director, Ward Manuel? And to what extent uh, that informs the, the decision – uh, in terms of discipline, is to be determined. But I, I guess the whole point is allow the NCAA investigation to run its course. That way you can make sure that the punishment that's levied fits the crime. We don't know how big the crime is when it comes to what Jim Harbaugh or what the people in charge of the Michigan football program knew. We know that Connor Stallions overstepped. We know that he violated Big Ten and NCAA bylaws with the in-person advanced scouting. We know that he was trespassing on the sidelines of a team that was a future opponent. We know all of those things. What we don't know is whether he was directed by Jim Harbaugh or somebody in the Michigan football program to do so. So I think the spin is different when it comes to the kind of discipline that's levied if Jim Harbaugh directed Connor Stallions to do it versus Connor Stallions being overzealous in trying to look for an opportunity for advancement and doing something that he had no business doing. Because we know that ignorance is not an excuse. They have already outlined that, that whether he knew or not, it's up to him to know. He is the head of this operation, so he's going to be held responsible one way or another. But I guess to your point, they're probably trying to find out what, how severe is this? Where, what's the severity of the punishment that should fit 
the crime. Smalls, let me just, uh, sorry to interrupt on this. I want to add one thing. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN College Football Reporter, has just tweeted a quote tweet to the Pete Dammel tweet that we just read moments ago. Today was the deadline for Michigan's response to the notice. As Pete notes, Thamel, the Big Ten ruling will likely come Thursday at the earliest. The league's sportsmanship policy states discipline is not subject to appeal. Mm. So whatever they give Michigan, they have to deal with, I guess. This is maybe the communication back and forth. This would also indicate, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that whatever investigation is over. Right? Or am I wrong? And like that they Well the concluded... NCAA investigation is not over. Right. So the Big Ten portion of this would be over, I guess. How, I'm a little how, confused, how, I have to can, be honest. How could that be over with when the NCAA investigation is is just getting going? Don't know. That's what I'm trying to understand here. I, I, I actually don't know what they're trying to accomplish here, Big Ten and Michigan. It almost feels like maybe they're trying to expedite the process and agree on something together. Where they can be unified in this. We did this together. We're not looking into this anymore. This is on the NCAA. I'll keep going back to How'd that work out for the NCAA when they tried to get with Jim Harbaugh on the recruiting violations? I'm not going to roll with the discipline you want. I'm going to suspend. Like, we're going to deal with a a self-imposed suspension, but we're not going to go with what the NCAA wants. I I have a hard time believing that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are going to go along with what the Big Ten wants. Also, I'm a little confused by this, too. So they're they're getting a response from Michigan. They're taking time to absorb absorb it. but the league's sportsmanship policy states that discipline's not subject to appeal. So it's like, we want to hear what you have to say, but it really doesn't matter. So, no, it, it would be on the findings then, I bet. Okay. I bet you they say, okay, so, like, you know, here are the findings. I'm handing you all. This oh, is what we have found. It. Do you have any appeal to this part of it? Yes, we didn't do this. We didn't know about that, whatever it is. And then they take that back, and then they have and their the ruling. And discipline is not subject to appeal. Right. So, I'm, basically, it's here's everything we've found, and we're going to give you a certain amount of time to basically counter anything we've found, but I guess. Mi- but Michigan has already given you their answer by intimating that they would file a lawsuit if they imposed any kind of discipline that impacted Jim Harbaugh being available for his team this season. So, they've already told you, whatever it is that you have and whatever it is that you want to do, we ain't going on board with that. We're not going to be okay with it. Right. And that's what creates a problem for the Big Ten at a really sensitive time because we're on the precipice of conference expansion. They're adding Washington. They're adding Oregon. They're adding the L.A. schools next year. Mm-hmm. You've got two teams in the top four of the college football playoff. Barring anything unforeseen, you're all likelihood you're going to have a team competing for the national championship. Why would you want to do anything to impact the odds of their conference having that level of visibility in the most important games in the biggest stage that the sport has to offer. Like, to me, like, that's the part that becomes tricky for the Big Ten Commission. And I get it. All the other member schools want their pound of flesh because Michigan has been at the top of the mountain for the last couple of years. And as they always say, the wind blows a little harder when you're at the top of the mountain. (laughs) It feels like everybody is coming for Michigan with this sign-stealing scandal because that's the only way they can get them. They can't actually beat them on the field. Yeah, and we've seen multiple Big Ten schools, Michigan, Ohio State, in the college football playoff over the course of the last however many years. This is, let's just be honest, this is the single best year we've seen in a long time for the Big Ten to potentially win a championship. No doubt. Because we don't have that Georgia or Alabama team that seems invincible, or Clemson, that seems invincible. The, you, if, if we just took the four and we took the Ohio State team georgia michigan and fsu and i said any of those four teams can win would you believe it all of us would say yeah jordan travis gets hot for fsu maybe they have the le- the least chance but you could see any of them I'm, winning. I'm gonna say this five and I, maybe and, and i'm gonna say this and i can't remember the last time i said this about a big 10 program 
Michigan the best football team in college. Right. And so Mich- Michigan is the best football team. They which, are the best team in college football. If so you're you the can't Big Ten, take them out. you don't want to disrupt that. The, yeah. It, they're they're an earner, guys. Like this is the way I keep thinking about it from a business standpoint. You while while you have everyone else in the corporation saying you need to do something about this person, you need to do something about this situation. You're also hurting yourself if you do something about the situation. So, right, and think about what uh, what CC just said. The Big Ten is the best team in America, and they also have the number one team. Because the best team is not the number one team. They also have the number one team, which is Ohio State. That's why I'm going to keep coming back to what Paul Feinbaum said to us yesterday. Go back on the ESPN app, listen to our podcast, that maybe he gets suspended the next two games, and that's the best way of splitting the difference. You get the penalty, you get it out of the way, you win the next two, he's back for Ohio State and back for the college football playoffs. That's the thing, man. The stakes are for the Big Ten. I'm just sitting here thinking about it. You have the most important game in all of college football, which is the game, Ohio State-Michigan on Thanksgiving weekend. You have a potential Heisman winner in Marvin Harrison Jr., and you have a potential national championship team between Ohio State and Michigan. Like, two Heisman, JJ McCarthy could be in the J. mix too. JJ McCarthy too. Like that's the thing. Like it's just such a sensitive time. I, I don't know to do something to disrupt that by impacting Jim Harbaugh's availability to coach. I just think that's a bridge too far. And then taking them out of the postseason contention because of what you find with the sign stealing scandal. That's got to be off the board. Well, I agree. I, I that's got to be yeah. off the totally board. Agree. Yeah. I think all three of us agree on that. But we'll open up to you guys as part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line at eight 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 say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six ESPN Nation presented by Dr Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr Pepper. The one fans deserve Michigan right now should be in or out of the college football playoff would you allow them to participate as is or would you ban them like Stephen A said until the end of this investigation to know that they are innocent 888 say ESPN telephone number two join the show plus coming up did a villain poke the bear we will get to that next on sportsman like ESPN radio we all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Along with Michelle Swalman, Chris Gantt, Evan Cohen with you. We're going to get your phone calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN and the Dr. Pepper call in line about Michigan and the latest with Harbaugh in a second. But uh, one of the big stories early on in the NBA, yes, it's Wembenyama playing at the Garden tonight, right? It's also uh, Chris Canty's team, the Los Angeles Lakers, seemingly struggling. Now, I will fight that off, as an, even though I'm not a Laker fan. They're without Gabe Vincent. They're without Jared Vanderbilt. They're without Rui Hachimura. Anthony Davis has already been banged up in the game against Miami. But he is going to play tonight against the Rockets. <laughs> He's going to play. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> and um, you got D'Lo, uh, CeCe's favorite player of all time, D'Angelo Russell, 
posing. This was an amazing one. Check it out on Twitter. I'd have Co Radio and at uh, Chris Candy ninety nine because we were tweeting about this last night. D'Angelo Russell, like, posing behind behind LeBron as he's dunking, all while LeBron and the Lakers are complaining about the lack of foul calls late against Miami. And now tonight, they have Houston. Houston has a guy by the name of Dylan Brooks. I don't know if people know. He likes to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, he's talking about guarding LeBron James yet again. Ready to lock him up. Um, been shooting the ball well. He's been playing well. So I'm just there to... Uh, make them tired, uh, make them get into that, you know, fourth quarter early. So uh, Dylan Brooks, the former member of the Grizzlies, by the way, and they stink this year. Um, he's now with the Rockets. He said he's ready to lock him up about LeBron James. I like Dylan Brooks. I didn't like that he ran away from at the end of the season. If they got burnt by everybody, then not talking. I don't like that. If you're going to talk to the media during good times, you got to talk during bad times. Yeah. Um, are you worried right now about the Lakers? No, I'm not worried about it. It's early on in the regular season. This team will be in the playoffs, and I think they have enough depth where you can trust that they'll go on a deep playoff run. The only question is, are they going to be good enough to beat the Denver Nuggets? And right now, based on the first couple of weeks of the season, eight ball says doubtful. Like uh, that, That's the measuring stick in – the NBA in the Western Conference in particular, can you beat the Denver Nuggets? I feel like from a talent standpoint, they've added from what they had last year. But is that going to ultimately equate to this team being in better position to compete against Denver? I don't know. And that's the part that I was hoping that that would change with having more players, more depth, and more games to actually gel as opposed to putting this thing uh, together on the fly at the trade deadline last year. Uh, but, yeah, looking at Denver and looking at where the Lakers are at, not great. But Dylan Brooks, what are you doing? Like, like what are you doing? Like, this didn't work out for you in the playoffs last year. That's you guys got smoked in the semis against the Lakers because you decided you wanted to go at LeBron James. Didn't work out for you then. Why would you think it's going to work out for you now, dog? Yeah, if you're going to make comments like that, you better back it up, right? If you're going to come at LeBron and poke the bear, you better back it up. And I just don't see that. I mean, same thing with Dak Prescott. We talked about him going into that game with Philly saying, if it's a bear fight, pour some honey on me. Well, then you need to back it up. You need to win the game. Yeah, I, like I guess two things can be said. I think Dylan Brooks adds to a team. I think teams need the agitators, the villains. I think every great team has one of those kind of guys. But also, if you're going to be that guy, you got to speak no matter what. If you're always, you can't just speak when things are going well. And they got their butts kicked last year, and basically Memphis, in essence, kicked them off the team. I know he's a free agent, but they're like, please, we want nothing to do they with you. They scapegoated him. Yeah, they, they scapegoated him. And that him may not have been right because I actually think they could have used him this year. And I've been high on the Lakers big time. But if you're looking at the Western Conference right now behind the Nuggets and who has the best chance at challenging them, I think it's the team that's playing them tonight on ESPN at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's the Golden State Warriors, six and two on the season. I think they've played very well this year. Chris Paul has. Been been a tremendous teammate and fitting in off the bench assist to turnover ratio is through the roof but if you're asking me who's the number two in the in the uh, western conference behind denver i'm going with the warriors right now and i like the lakers more than most this year yeah i, I don't know about that like here's the thing that worries me about the warriors can they stay healthy like that's the thing it's been a long time since we can say that all of those guys have stayed healthy especially when it comes to chris paul and, and knowing what the history for his injuries has been in, in recent postseasons i i don't trust the Warriors to be able to stay healthy throughout the season and throughout the two months that it would take to go on a championship run in the playoffs. So that's why I'm kind of out on them. I think they'll have something to say about what the Western Conference looks like. They'll have a great regular season record. They, they, they'll be one of those teams that's formidable going into the postseason, but I just don't think that they have the staying power because the guys that they're relying on are a little bit older, and you're talking about them being in the twilights of their prime. And when you compare them to other teams like 
the Denver Nuggets, it's just it's 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 hard for me to get past the 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 Golden State Warriors being able to do enough to beat a team like that. Just a heads up, at some point during the course of the season, I will come on the air and pick them to win a championship. That's just going to happen with the way I, I love the Warriors and the way they play so much. I love the way they play too. Yeah, I'll I mean, fall Chris, into Chris, the trap. Chris, Chris Paul is basically the captain of the second unit. Like, Which is an amazing thing. It, it, exactly. It, it, he gets the ball to guys in their spots. He makes offense a lot easier for them. And then you don't have this huge drop-off when Steph Curry is no longer on the court. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's get some calls in on Harbaugh here. A lot of people want to weigh in at 888-SAY-ESPN. Dots or Pepper call in line. Matthew in Virginia, 94.1 in VA. What's up, Matthew? Hey, what's going on? Um, so my thing is the Big Ten, they are trying to get Michigan to self-incriminate themselves. I don't think they have enough against Michigan to do anything to them without Michigan pretty much saying what they've done wrong. Well, if that's the case, then Harbaugh's going to be coaching the rest of the season into the bowl game, into the college football playoff, because I don't know why they're going to do that, especially if there's a chance that he would leave after the season to go to the NFL. I'm not saying he's a Michigan man. We know that. We know he'll care about Michigan after he's gone, but there's too much at stake for him to incriminate himself today. Makes no sense to do that. I don't don't think he would do that. Ryan in Utah listening on ESPN 700 in Utah. What's up, Ryan? Hey, how you doing, sir? Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, grew up a huge Michigan fan. Switched when I played lacrosse at a different university. Two things. Uh, local coach Kyle Whittingham said, if your signs are too easy to steal, that's really on you. But the <laughs> other thing is, is when I hear that, hey, uh, we shouldn't punish the players uh, because of the coach's decision. We shouldn't punish the team. The coach is part of the team. We live and die as a team. We're all responsible to one another, and we need to have that accountability. So, if there is a punishment that would require the team to sit out because of the coach, I would have to agree with that because he's part of the team. But here's the thing. With the punishment, why, why does it always have to be suspending the head coach? Why does it have to be forcing the team to not participate in bowl games? I feel like there are other punishments that we can we can impose on Michigan and on Jim Harbaugh that would you know fit what, what the alleged crimes are. I mean, you could potentially take away scholarships for Michigan moving forward. You can find the hell out of the program. You can find the hell out of the coach. Why does it always have to be take Jim Harbaugh off the field or keep the team from competing in the postseason? To me, I, I just think that that's a bridge too far, especially with the NCAA not having concluded their investigation. Yeah, I think Nick Saban talks about it all the time, and I use it in real life. I think it's a brilliant way of saying it. He talks about punishments must indicate change. It must cha- much, much impact, excuse me, change. Mm-hmm. And you must do things differently after you're punished for them. Well, and, Is that going to happen here with Michigan? And not just Michigan or the Big Ten, but they're send- sending a signal to all of college football with this. Right. Will it impact change? If yeah. you're going to punish someone for something, you have to guarantee yourself or do your best to guarantee yourself they won't do the same thing again, right? And if Harbaugh's in the NFL, it doesn't actually matter at that point. And I don't know what punishment does here. And the players had nothing to do with it. It's the coaching staff had something to do with it. So you could say the players benefited, why are they hurt, whatever it may be. I, I, I'm going to keep coming back to what CeCe said. If there's gray area here, I don't know how you do it. How anything. is there not gray area? There right? is. That's there's what I'm saying. There's a ton of gray area I'm confirming right that. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. Yeah. It's just crazy to think that you can do anything with this. All right, coming up. Is the Yankee pride dead? But first, Canty has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. You can watch us on ESPNU. Listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM80 and the ESPN app. Well, in the midst of, obviously, NFL midway point, and, of course, the NBA getting going, Wembenyama at Madison Square Garden, Warriors Nuggets tonight, and all of the Michigan scandal that we have going on in college football with the playoff rankings. Well, the baseball meetings are going on. We saw that Craig Council went from the Brewers to the um, Cubs. That became big news. Well, the Yankees, this high and mighty, classy, pristine, proper organization, well, they had a day yesterday. The owner of the team and chairman and general partner, managing partner, Hal Steinbrenner, had this to say about his team's awful 2023. It was awful. I mean, we, we accomplished nothing. We, we didn't win a division, didn't make it to the playoffs, didn't win a series in the playoffs, much less a championship. Uh, you know, I, I went over the winning record. That's a requirement as far as I'm concerned. So the fans uh, didn't get anywhere close to what they deserve. But, you know, we're all very passionate about this. We're, we're working our off you know we're going to do everything we can to write the ship for 2024 but uh bad year what language there how wow hal steinbrenner with a little curse in the mix but wait there's more brian cashman who's been with the yankees for 47 years their general manager had this to say at the meetings we got good people i'm proud of our people and i'm proud of our process doesn't mean we're firing all cylinders doesn't mean we're the best in class but i think we're pretty good personally and uh, i'm proud of our people and i'm also looking forward to 24 being a better year than 23 that doesn't feel Yankee-like, Smalls. You've covered baseball for your whole life, basically. That that does not feel like the Yankee way, the pride of the Yankees. It doesn't feel pristine like the Yankees have normally felt. Which one? The fact that they're swearing? 
All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah, your players can't have facial hair, but you're going to drop F-bombs. Like, right. how does this fit into the narrative here? But I think if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm more concerned that it feels like ownership in the front office have different viewpoints on what, what last season was. Because if I'm a Yankee fan and I hear Brian Cashman come out and say, I think we're pretty bleeping good, I've got an issue with that because they weren't pretty bleeping good last year. And he did say at the end that he looks forward to it being a better year, but I would want my GM to come out and say, that was unacceptable, full stop. We are the New York Yankees, and we're going to do everything that we need to do to make sure that we get back to the standard that we have set for ourselves. Not after a year that was across the board a disappointment, coming out saying, I think we're pretty bleeping good, because you weren't. I'm disgusted right now because <laughs> okay, I am a Yankees fan. This is the reaction like, and, and I want. What's becoming <laughs> painfully obvious is that Hal is not the boss, George Steinbrenner, and that Brian Cashman ain't Stick Michael. You're talking about this franchise having the longest World Series drought since they were the New York Highlanders. <laughs> the freaking Highlanders. I don't want to hear about your process. I don't want to hear about you're not as analytically driven as some other teams around baseball. I don't want to hear injuries and underperformance as excuses as to why the team can't contend at the highest level of the sport. It reminds me of something that Tom Brady said in his documentary, Man in the Arena. He says, if you find yourself on the explaining end, you're on the losing end. That's where the New York Yankees have been. And it feels like we're set up for that in perpetuity because Brian Cashman has saddled him with terrible contracts. Carlos Rodon as a free agent. How's that working out for us? Can we see him on the field? Luis Severino, not been healthy the last several years. Domingo Herman, we keep doubling down on this one. It's a freaking disaster. The Stanton deal. I mean, we keep going back to that. Why did you bring him over? Why did you trade for him? You already had a version of Stanton that was better in Aaron Judge. And then, oh, yeah, well, Aaron Judge had an injury this year. That's why, you know, our team struggled. Yeah, Aaron Judge, outside of the year he won MVP, injury prone. This is who this team is. Why, why do we expect it to be any different? He's making all of these decisions and saying, you know what? We had a good process. The way that we came to this conclusion, it made sense. And so that's my defense when the team doesn't win at the highest level of the sport. Hogwash. I don't want to hear about it. I want to see the results in this team actually getting back to a World Series. They ain't been to a World Series since 2009. That's a long damn time. I hate that I have to ask this question, but I'm going to. Who's lost their way more, the Yankees or the Patriots? Oh, the the Yankees. Yankees. It's not even close. The Yankees. That's what it's I think, too, close. but I would just make sure. Close. But it's, it's not even close, though. It's not even close. But why don't, then why don't we say that the, like, we say that the Patriot way is Brady, right? Which, fine. Why don't we say that the Yankee way, at least in our lifetime, is Jeter? Because they won 27 championships? Yeah. In our lifetime, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was so much more than Jeter that yeah, won the championship. Okay, he yeah, might exactly. have been yeah. – he wasn't just the face of that team. He was one of the faces yeah, exactly. of that So then era. is it Hank? I, well, you could say it's Mariano I mean, George, Rivera. Sorry, George. You could is, say it's Mo. You right, know? but I'm yeah. saying say, that the, the, the late Hank Steinbrenner and Hal Steinbrenner are not their dad. You mentioned that. Like, they don't have George anymore. No. Right? They don't have Jeter anymore. They don't have Tory anymore. I love Joe Girardi. They don't have Joe Girardi they anymore. No. The one constant is Brian Cashman. And this is the weird thing. It, this is where the comp is, I guess, in some cases with Belichick. It's like, are you really going to get rid of the guy who built all those teams? Now, the difference here is Belichick has, is the blueprints for everything. CeCe brought up a guy in Stick Michael that when George Steinbrenner was suspended from Major League Baseball, he had carte blanche to do things that he wouldn't have if George was there, right? Bernie and Jeter and Posada and Mariano, all the young players, mm-hmm. 
there's an argument that George would have said, trade them all, get veterans in there. And he said, no, no, this is going to be a legit group here. And that is what happened. And then Cashman took over what after the first World Series, right? Bob Watson, I think, was the general manager yeah, in 96. Exactly. Yeah. And then Cashman took over. it was over. already built. It was already built. It was already built. And that's where the Cashman questions, I guess, come in. And they haven't made a change. They, they haven't even made a change at manager. Forget general manager. If you want to say, hey, we've got to be loyal to this guy, fine. They're loyal to Aaron Boone all of a sudden? But what, what is happening? Why, we, why would you blame Aaron Boone for this scene? Aaron Boone ain't making no decisions. Aaron Boone is just the PR. He he is an extension of the PR staff. He is going to explain the decisions to the press. He's going to explain the decisions to the players in the clubhouse. But it's the front office that's making the decisions. It's the front office that's establishing the lanes for the bullpen guys. It's the front office that's establishing the rotation. It's the front office that's setting the lineup each and every game. That's on them. That ain't on Aaron Boone. He's just explaining the decisions. So why are we going to scapegoat Aaron Boone? Hell, they hired him fresh off of working at ESPN. <laughs> why, why are we Why are we going to fire Aaron Boone? Yeah, it's it's more than just one person. Yeah. It's it's an identity that's lost. I mean, you point to the Patriot way, but that was a dynasty that was outside of what we had known the Patriots to be. It's not as if for the existence of their franchise that the pa- the Patriots have been the standard. The New York Yankees are the standard, or they should be the standard historically. We talk about crown jewel franchises in all of sports. The New York Yankees are there. Wearing the pinstripes means a certain level of excellence that has not existed there for a long time. And I can feel it from CeCe, and I'm sure most Yankees fans feel the same way, but just as a baseball fan and a baseball observer, that bums me out to hear Brian Cashman say, I think we're pretty bleeping good. Because because to me... As someone that does not cheer for the Yankees, but that just loves baseball, baseball's better when the Yankees are great. Baseball's better when the Yankees are in the conversation. And I I wouldn't take upon it kindly if I'm a fan of the New York Yankees and I view you to have a, or you should have, a certain level of excellence. The standard should be a certain way, and you don't seemingly have the same thought process. So I want to use your terminology, the crown jewel in sports, right? The crown jewel franchises. Are you saying that they're not a crown jewel franchise right now? Historically, they always will be, right. but they haven't won since 2009. They're not good right now. Right now, nope. if, if we are making a new crown, if we're fashioning a new crown and we're taking away history, the New York Yankees are not there. Absolutely right. not. So Brian Cashman, in your mind yesterday, when he's being interviewed, and to Belichick's credit, Belichick hasn't tried to spin this as, hey, we're good. Like if we're talking about the way, the Patriot way, the Yankee way kind of going out the window. So you guys wanted Brian Cashman to come out there and basically say something along the lines of, last year was completely inexplicable. We all wear the pinstripes. We understand the history of this franchise. We understand that every single year we put ourselves in a position to potentially be in the World Series, and we completely failed. There is nothing that we can look back upon last year and do again. We have to learn from all of it, and this, by me and everyone else, is not acceptable. That's what you want. I would have wanted an Antonio Pierce energy where he came to to the table and said, I know what it means to be a member of this franchise. The Raiders have a certain energy, a certain swag, a certain standard, and I'm going to restore that. I want to be a part of that change. Brian Cashman should have done the same thing. He should have said, this franchise has a certain level of success that needs to be met, and we have not met that in a long time, and we're going to do everything possible and exhaust every avenue to get us back there. But we don't think it's acceptable. I just don't understand how you can defend your process where clearly the results aren't there. Like it's it's not you're about trying to keep your job. It's not, but it's not about process. It's about results. It's yeah. a results driven business across all professional sports. Either you win or you don't. How great's the there process? There is no gray. It's binary. Yeah, how great's it's, the process right, if there's no exactly. result? Exactly. Oh, our process is great. Really? You had not <laughs> been to a World Series since 2009. You got a great process? 
But think about it. You're always routinely in the top five when it comes to payroll in baseball. Like you're spending money. Ownership is willing to spend money. That's not the problem. It's how you're spending the money. So if you're defending your process and yet you're not getting the results that you're looking for, maybe you need to review your process. And as a Yankees fan, that's what I want to hear. But you know what, Ev? A hit dog will holler. And that's why Brian Cashman uncharacteristically was using expletives when addressing the media. Because he's shaking. Because... All he has to point to is the analytics and the numbers and say, well, my process says that this should equate to a championship team, and yet our franchise is hustling backwards because we had 99 wins two years ago, and then we had 82 this year. That ain't good enough. Everybody knows it. You only you finished in fourth place in the ALE. Think about all of the teams that have passed you by. The Baltimore Orioles have passed you by. Well, by the, far. the Rays routinely run circles around you. But that's the also Toronto, because the Yankees the, are not willing to tear it the down. The Toronto CC. Blue Jays have passed you by. Then tear Hell, it down. Th- you only finished with six more wins. No, was it no four more wins than the Boston Red Sox? They weren't trying to win no games this year. No. But that's what the Yankee fan won't allow. There are some organizations that won't allow the team to tear it down. And the teams you mentioned, in some cases, the Cardinals Baltimore, won't tear it down. T- yeah, the they Cardinals never won't, tear it down. Baltimore, Tampa. Um, we saw it with the Rangers. They tore it down and built it back up. The Yankees are not willing to have an on-purpose last-place season. Instead, they have a by-accident last-place season, which is actually way so worse. So we're, we're supposed to worse. stay on the treadmill no. of mediocrity? No, and that's, but that's where I, I would counter the Antonio Pierce argument. Antonio Pierce can do that because he wasn't there. Brian Cashman can't do the yeah, everything stinks here. He's been there for 28 years or whatever it is. That's a really good point because he has been a through line to the problem. Right? right. He has been there the entire He's time. He's the common denominator. But yeah. what you said about the process, I think, is not just a Cashman problem or a Yankee problem. I think it's a baseball problem. So many franchises are so enamored with the numbers and the process that they can't get out of their own way. Well, he was happy yesterday to tell everybody that they have the least amount of, of personnel people on the analytics side in all of the AL East. All right, coming up here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. I hate my team. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a positive thing. I, I I'm for team. it. Positive programming with Smalls next. <laughs> for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Time for Smalls to make everybody smile with a little positive programming. I'm for it. 
here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance Smalls. What do you have on the list for us today? Okay, guys, let's really bring some smiles to our faces because we just talked about the state of the Yankees, and I know CC. Yeah, I need a smile. I I need a little I I was smiling as a Mets fan for that. Were you? As a Mets fan, why are you smiling at all? Bad guy. He's a bad guy. What about the meds makes you Why smile can't I right be now? a sports bad guy? Yeah. Everybody has sports character. Why do I have to be a bad guy? Because that makes me think you actually do they, they, believe they, I'm they, a bad they guy. They had a disastrous season. Yeah, why are you They smiling? had the highest payroll in baseball, and they were absolutely awful. <laughs> but the only thing that makes them smile is, you know what? The Yankees, Yankee ain't, the Yankees, yeah. ain't, the Yankees ain't doing nothing yeah. either. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But can bad I get guy. the sports bad guy? No. Okay, so then he just thinks I'm an actual bad, bad person. You're a good teammate, but you're a bad guy. Because, because There's two in my head. You because, can't do because, this to me right now. Because it brings you joy, the fact that my team is not going anywhere. Yeah, listen. Do you Does get- anyone else notice that this man puts prefaces in front of everything that would be critical to not make it personal, and he doesn't with me? I'm just saying. I, Stop making it about you. It's you about just you. made it about no, me. No, you made it about you. You made it about you. I'm making it, making it about you. By laughing at my Yankees pain. Yeah. That's what you did. Just saying. You didn't have to enter the chat, Ev. You could have just let it go. Guys, I let feel it a lot of positivity right now. As a oh, Cardinals sorry, fan, yeah. I didn't say a word. My I'm, team was terrible. I'm for it. Okay. Forgot okay, about well, that. Well, let's bring some positivity <laughs> to the table. We love Antonio Pierce so far as the interim coach of the Raiders. He has shown that he really is a player's coach. CeCe knows him. CeCe loves him, one of his former teammates. And he had a comment yesterday about the players that he supports and that he coaches. And it's not just the star players, guys. AP is a coach of all players. Here's what he had to say. Wait for it. <laughs> I'm happy to be here in Vegas. I love my practice squad guys. I have them on the sideline. There you go. Practice squad players on the, on the sideline <clears throat> yesterday. If, yep. if that is the case, um, why was that important for you to, to have them down there on the field? They're great. They, they got a Raiders uniform. Them guys bust their tails. You know, last week was just two days. This week will be three days. And they're giving us looks both on offense, defense, special teams. They're working out in the morning. They're in the meetings. They're in everything about it. But then on game day, where are they? I, you know, I don't, I, you know. That wasn't my belief. Um, I've been at other places, either as a coach when I was in high school or college. Every man's in, man. If you're on a team, you're a part of a team, you're there on game day. And I just felt the way that we practiced those two days and what we asked them to do, they deserved to be on our sideline. They earned that right. And I hope they don't stay on practice squad. I hope they push themselves to become on the active roster. And that was the carrot I dangled in front of them. And they brought energy on the sideline. Now, it was a little, a little busier than we used to, than I'm used to. But you know what? I'll take it when they bring that kind of juice that they did. So practice squad players on the sidelines, Cece, what's your reaction to this? I love this. I mean, that's, that's, that's why he's an easy guy to root for, and that's why he's a natural leader when it comes to being in NFL locker rooms as a player and apparently now as a head coach. Like, there was a reason why those players in the Vegas Raiders locker room were celebrating the way that they did after they beat up on the New York Giants. They, they, they finally have a head coach. That sees them. Mm-hmm. So so much of being a good leader is actually seeing the people that you're responsible for leading. And seeing and all in this, of them. And in this instance, being able to show love to the practice squad guys by including them in everything that you're, in, you're doing, including the game day operation, I think that's a huge step in the right direction for the culture around that franchise. All right, so we have one sideline pass to give. It's either a practice squad guy who's not eligible to play or a kicker. Who are you giving the sideline pass to? <laughs> 
Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to put him in a position to be mean you, during you see, positive we're, we're programming? We're trying to do positive programming, and he's trying to be negative. Answer the doing? question. I'm not answering the question. Next, Smalls. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I think, think, it's, I think what question. he said is great, too, about incentivizing them. Yeah. You know, We want to have you on the sideline. You're just as much of a part of this as everybody else, but also I hope you're not on the practice squad. Yeah. I want you to push yourself. I just thought that was amazing. No doubt. All right, another person that we love to cheer for, especially Evan, who I think has a Udonis Haslam jersey on standby. Yeah, I think you have it oh, here. Oh, no, right? I don't have it here. I don't oh, okay, have it here. well, at one point, he did have a Udonis Haslam yeah. jersey in his bag, just in case. We got some more, some new. Oh, okay. He, wow. he is showing on the television side. He is wearing wow. Miami Heat gear wow. right now. Well, Udonis Haslam, a cornerstone of that franchise. He's joining the Heat's front office as vice president of basketball development. The Heat announced the hiring with this statement. He's, they said, born and raised in Miami. UD has been an integral part of the success of the Heat for 20 years. This is according to Pat Riley in the statement. It's great that he has chosen to continue to build on his incredible legacy here in Miami where he belongs. And it does feel that way, right, guys? Like, he belongs there. You know what's interesting? And I didn't even know you could do this. He's he still practices with the team. <laughs> he retired. Are you, I, I'm not trying to out my own team because if I know it, then everyone knows it. Is that are you allowed to do that? Well, when you have one of those great titles like BP of basketball <laughs> but he didn't development, have it until yesterday. I'm, I'm just saying when, you, when, they, when they put you in those types of roles, like you already know what it you is. What you, you, want. you have carte blanche. You yeah. you can do what you want. And here's the great thing about having those titles. And having that grade when it comes to your responsibility, if things don't go well, nobody blames you. Right? They're not look. <laughs> if they might fire the coaching staff, yeah. but they're not going to fire you. Another person in sports that has that kind of title, Jesse Armstead for the New York Giants. Oh, Jesse Armstead for the New York I didn't Giants. I even know he worked for the Giants. Well, yeah. but, 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 uh, Jesse Armstead is going to be employed by the New York Giants for as long as he wants to be, and it's not a matter. Well, he's on this. No, he he's sometimes on the field coaching players up. He sometimes mentors guys. He sometimes helps. It's help, a whatever you feel like the, job. Helps with the business. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, wherever he's needed is where, is where you know, I he got to get involved. Exactly. It's like get in where you fit in. Yeah. You just, you know, you do you. We want you as a part of the franchise. It's that kind of deal. Same thing with you, D, with the Miami Heat. Let me ask this question. How much does I that want to get one of those jobs? Right. By the way, uh, how do you so. like? That's the job. That's the job you want. Yeah, a vice president of something. Well, the problem is Jesse exactly. Armstead has the job for the team you'd have the job with. Yeah, I'm just saying. You have to knock him off, you know, Kerrigan Galuli style, <laughs> Tanya Harding style. You how much positive? You're oh, just right, saying that's, that's the point. You see what he's, uh, you see what he's doing? Why do we need a Wait, Jeff Galuli I have a, reference? I have a question. Does it sound like hell post retirement to practice with a football team for you? Like you had to retire yeah, because no you physically I'm, yeah, couldn't I'm do doing, it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, actually, pra- practicing with the team when you retired seems like a fun thing to do in basketball. Not in not football. Not in football. Not not football. football. No, exactly. Not, not, not in football. Not. Not at all. But no, as no. as a, a UD fan, as a Heat fan, you had it. to be thrilled for I this, love right? It. Yeah, it's he's just he's everything. You want your kids to look up to somebody. I understand that he's not a household name. Go look him up. Go read about him. I'm sure Jesse Armstead is the same. They, kind they of don't thing. win those championships without him. And, and the same not. thing with Jesse Armstead. Like the Giants championships in the 2000s, 2007, 2011. We don't win those championships without Jesse Armstead being those, around. Those are the kind of people that yeah. organizations, businesses in life yeah. love to have as part of the and team. And they deserve those jobs. Abs- yes. Absolutely correct. So you're welcome, Smalls. I uh, made positive programming. Negative. Thanks, Evan. It's Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.